Upgrading and Unpacking Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Upgrading and Unpacking. This is Brittany, the Genuine Gemini. I have a really, really good show for you all, so let's get into it. Passengers for flight GA642 to Rome, please go to gate 26. Where are we going? We are going to Israel. So I went to the Maitachi retreat earlier this year and have developed some great relationships with a lot of the females that attended. And one of my Maitachi retreat sisters works for a company that does tours to Israel. So we have this private Facebook group and she posted, you know, applications are becoming available for this tour. It's only $185 to go. Obviously, airfare is not included, but that's amazing for these type of programs because it's all inclusive. I mean, they board you, feed you, everything. Yeah, definitely put that on the list. You guys know I am a Christian and really, really spiritually in tune. Definitely have had my my thoughts on going there, but not quite yet, honestly. I kind of wanted to grow a bit more in my faith. This is going to be fun. Hoping and praying that I get accepted. Uh, so a goal would be to see the Bible fully displayed. Um, it's something about going to places that you've read about in history and kind of reenacting some of the things that you read about. So that'll be really cool. An impact would definitely be a mindset change. I also feel like I would find a new appreciation for my Lord and Savior. So looking forward to that. Travel tip. Bring food to the airport. Okay, now I'm saying this because I'm getting ready to travel and the airline that I chose does not have their menu published online and I'm going on a pretty lengthy flight. So I was like, listen, I need to eat. So I called the airline and they were like, yeah, we could heat up your food that you bring. So don't laugh at me, but maybe up until two years ago and it was because of my mother but up until two years ago I was discovered that you can bring in outside food through TSA like I thought nothing can get through TSA and you would have to spend all your money once you got to your you know inside of the terminal but that is actually incorrect all food can go through they allow all food to go through just no liquid so Baby, when my mama packed these sandwiches and chips, when we went for my uncle's memorial service, I was clowning her. But she was like, no, sweetheart, they have to allow us to bring in food. So bring your own food to the airport. I am upgrading my rest. So I tend to get about maybe four to five hours of sleep a day. What I'm trying to do now is at least six to seven i don't know what it is i am a creative so i do a lot of work in evening time and obviously i tend to just stay up because i don't have insomnia but i just tend to you know let the hours just get past me so i'm gonna start forcing myself to go to bed early i'm on this new kind of weight loss journey and i know that that requires a lot of good rest speaking of workouts I heard uh, my leak say today on her live that every workout doesn't have to be balls to the wall, dripping sweat. Like, 
the activeness of movement is all that your body is is requiring. So sometimes I get into the gym disappointing myself if I'm not dripping sweat or if I see someone that's next to me that's like been on treadmill for 10 minutes and has already drenched their shirt and I'm just like yeah not even glistening here don't get discouraged always stick to what you feel is comfortable and just do something so my little hour if I'm doing my two miles every day that is what I committed to and that's what I've been doing and whether I do that and I leave there you know having to wipe my face with towel or I don't I've done my two miles I'm sick of this I'm back in I'm sick of this, I'm packing, cause you just in the back with your stuff. All right, so we are unpacking influence. Influence, influence, influence. You know, influence is becoming so overwhelming. I think social media gives us such access to people that everyone believes they can be an influencer uh, or someone of importance to have a voice. That's not to say that that's not true, but I really wanted to unpack this because we really have to start understanding the responsibility behind being of influence. So questions, why is influence so powerful today? Well, I just said it. It's because it's easy. You know, you get in front of a camera, you start talking about popular topics or things that people are um, attracted to listening to, and then all of a sudden you have 2 million people who are engaged and want to hear more. Um, So basically it's powerful because we as a society, and I got to speak for my generation, we've made it so convenient for everyone to throw titles out, not necessarily really have to do the work. But I'm not of influence right now. I want to be. You know, that's just the meat and potatoes of it. Like, my goal is to be of influence. But right now, I'm not. I mean, and I don't want to give myself that false false title just yet. Can you force being influential? Absolutely. A lot of the influencers that you see um, have, you know, had a plan to become an influence, became influential by accident. I think, honestly, influence derives from an unspoken power and confidence. Very, very direct and intent thought process behind it. So, sometimes you'll notice people changing what their influence is because what they originally started off doing isn't working anymore. They're losing followers. People aren't, you know, as attentive anymore because that confidence and that power that they once held is no longer there. So, yes, it can be forced, but to maintain it you have to have just an unspoken ability to captivate people what are the dangers of influence creating false narratives for people with promising futures i think when we focus so heavily on the highlight reels and um the you know in-depth dramas and trying to unveil and uncover what these influencers are actually doing and and have done to become successful creates this false hope for us that that's going to be what we need to do. I'll give you an example, two examples actually. One, I can't remember her name, but it was a social media influencer, 2 million followers, okay? 2 million followers. And she decided she wanted to start selling t-shirts, but she started off with kind of one of those um 
tester t-shirt sites like Teespring were their campaign. So the t-shirts only go out once you get a certain amount of orders. And it's at no cost to the person. Uh, Teespring just gets a cut of whatever they end up sending out. And then the person gets the money. Two million followers, okay? Remember that. She puts the campaign out, obviously, starting off with a minimum amount of, of, of shirts just to see how the campaign was going to go. Now, I'm pretty sure she was confident. Two million people, I'm going to say 50 shirts are going to be able to be sold in this first week. Do you know the girl couldn't even sell one shirt? Not one, right? Crazy. That is because... <laughs> the 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 narrative has been very very fogged another influencer blame it on quay just recently was at revolt summit and opened up about the reason why crab queens la and if you haven't been please go it is absolutely amazing i love crab queens and why there's always these multiple stream of income thought processes behind these influencers because with the two million followers he had he was lonely and broke and no one was really truly supporting his vision and his dreams so he had to keep doing the the tt skits to make people keep him relevant until he started to realize that he was bigger than that now tt is very relevant but in different capacities he's been with on tour with tyler perry tt's all over all his restaurants but at the end of the day quay is still quay and he was able to gain his you know his own self-worth behind that experience so we have to be careful about these false narratives okay last question once you have influence what is your responsibility? So I really, really sat with this question because I also have multiple ways that I'm trying to get my message out there. There's this podcast. There's my YouTube channel, which ain't been updated in a while. Um, there's my blog, which also ain't been updated in a while. And a few other things. I got a book coming out, different things. But my my thoughts are once all of those platforms gravitates a a strong audience. What's my responsibility at that point? It is to enhance and unprogram the audiences um, with what they've understood to be true thus far regarding the topics I'm talking about and to make sure that they are equipped and capable um, to move forward with whatever trials and tribulations they've been through. So um, in my case, it would be divorce, domestic violence, Turner syndrome, right? Like making sure that women who have been close to these experiences or are experiencing these are able to enhance their own knowledge and unprogram what they've been taught about it sure that you understand what your responsibility is when thinking about becoming an influencer. And it's also okay to realize that not everyone is made to be an influencer. Some people need to be the assistant before they become the boss, right? With the oversaturation of everyone creating their own lane, it's important that we realize what lane we're trying to create and if it even needs to be created. Be in a position to create, be in a position to encourage. Once you become in a position of influence, you have to realize you then have to hold yourself accountable in more ways than you could have imagined. That means shining the light on your indiscretions and things that 
aren't the prettiest in your life. I am working on so many different things to enhance who I am. Um, and sometimes with the aspiring influence in the back, back burner, I tend to get a little nervous with the presentation of things because if I'm not whole, if I'm not healing, how dare I go and instruct other people on how to do things. So it's it's really a double-edged sword, this influence thing, and I hope that we are utilizing it to the best of our ability, but also being very careful with it. I lost We have a quick lost luggage. This is from Landon. And Landon says, what is the best solution for being unproductive? Landon, you know, there's really no right or wrong way to answer this. Thoughts on being unproductive is a lack of focus um, and too many distractions, period, point blank. I started to realize like my phone was too close to me when I needed to be focused on something because if it went off, I'm grabbing it. So what I started to do is putting it in a different room for me as I worked on something. And yes, I do get irritable because I'm like, what if I'm missing something? What if someone urgently needs me? And then I thought about it, you know, God always prevails. I will always end up finding out what I need to find out when I need to find it. But yeah, so little things like that. What are your distractions? What is causing you to be unfocused and remove it? Re-immerse yourself in your discipline and your focus and finding out what works for you. Get your focus back. Remove your distractions. Thanks so much for writing in. If you have questions, comments for the show, please make sure to email us at lostluggage19 at gmail.com. Again, that's lostluggage19 at gmail.com. Well, all right, y'all. Another one in the bag. You guys know what to do. Correct feelings, catch flights, and always remember to be loved. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. She asked me if I'm scared to fly. To tell the truth, to testify. I've never been that high before. Upgrading and unpacking podcast. Maybe that reason not to go.